0: Hello, this is Nikdha from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 7th of July. India's COVID tally rose above the 7 lakh mark today and the death toll crossed 20,000 after another spike in cases and deaths in the last 24 hours. This is the fifth day in a row that the country has recorded over 20,000 cases. Although, on the brighter side, recoveries in India have shown a steady rise, with the current recovery rate above 61%. The Indian Council of Medical Research, or ICMR, has confirmed the testing of over 1 crore samples so far. And in the last 24 hours, over 2.4 lakh samples have been tested. Since the pandemic has hit the country, the economy has suffered severely. And now, the recent report by the Finance Ministry confirms the situation worsening. The ministry said that India's gross domestic product is expected to contract by 4.5% in the 2020-2021 financial year, as predicted by the International Monetary Fund. The ministry cited unprecedented COVID-19-induced supply-demand shocks for the downward revision of the economic growth. In the wake of the grim situation that the pandemic has brought upon, the government had put masks and hand sanitizers under Essential Commodities Act up to June 30, 2020. This was done to ensure proper availability of these items in the market at the correct price. However, citing that there are no adverse reports from the states or union territories with respect to the price and availability to continue face masks and hand sanitizers as essential commodities, now it has been decided not to continue these items as essentials under the EC Act beyond June 30th. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court has also refused to entertain a plea by an economist, Pulla Rao Pentapati, seeking directions for amping up COVID-19 testing across the country. The plea had also demanded a national testing policy to tackle the surging demand. Advising on Covaxin, India's indigenous COVID-19 vaccine by Bharat Biotech and ICMR, the subject expert committee which evaluates applications for clinical trials of potential coronavirus vaccines has said that the Hyderabad-based pharmaceutical company should submit results of the Phase I clinical human trials of Covaxin to the Drugs Controller General of India before the starting of the Phase II trial. The pandemic, combined with the India-China issue, has intensified criticism from the opposition parties. While Congress leader Rahul Gandhi claimed yesterday that in the future, Harvard Business School will have case studies on the failures of the Narendra Modi-led government, such as its handling of the coronavirus crisis, demonetization and the implementation of the GST, the Shiv Sena has criticised Prime Minister Modi's claim of winning the battle against COVID-19 in 21 days. The Sena said that the crisis still persists even after 100 days and that the coronavirus will be there and we need to live with it. A journalist reportedly killed himself by jumping off the fourth floor of the All India Institute of Medical Sciences in New Delhi on Monday. Tarun Sisodia, a 37-year-old man, was a health reporter with the Hindi daily Denek Bhaskar. He was admitted to Ames with coronavirus infection on June 24th. To know more details, do read Pratik's report on the incident on newslaundry.com. And that reminds me, have you read his four-part series on the Adivasi prisoners of Chhattisgarh? Pratik travelled to Bastar in the month of March for the story. What he found out was not just heartbreaking, but also terrifying. There are hundreds of Adivasis who have been thrown into jail for little or no charges, often without a proper trial. Prithik spoke to many of them to highlight their plight and documented it in this excellent series that all of you must read. You'll find it on our website newslaundry.com. This series was a part of our Newslaundry Sena initiative that allows readers like you to directly fund any story that you want to hear. Also, while you're checking out our website, do keep in mind that we are an independent news platform and that is why you will not see any ads on our website or even on our YouTube channel. News cannot serve true public interest if it depends on advertisers or sponsors for money. And that is why we at News Laundry count on people like you who understand the importance of a subscriber-funded news model. So if you think we are doing a good job, please do hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website and pay as little as 300 rupees a month to keep us going. Meanwhile, the Telugu Desam party chief N. Chandrababu Naidu has alleged that the Andhra Pradesh government's claim of conducting a million COVID-19 tests is a sham. Naidu said, and I quote, Shocked that a government can stoop to such a level to cover their failures. One million COVID tests narrative woven by the Andhra Pradesh government is either a scam or a sham. I request the centre to look into this immediately and expose the criminal motive behind the SMS testing racket run by the government. Unquote. In other news, Infosys has brought back 200 of its employees and their stranded family members from San Francisco to Bengaluru via a chartered flight. Lacks of doctors continue to risk their lives daily to stand between people and the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, the recent decision made by the Gautam Nagar administration in Uttar Pradesh has come as a blow to the doctors in the state. The administration has asked doctors and nurses of a private hospital to return to work in three days or face action the statement said and i quote an fir will be registered against doctors and nurses who are leaving their job during covid-19 and action ensured against them the four doctors and 40 nurses of sharda hospital have been given necessary instructions over leaving their jobs unquote after Delhi's setting up of its first plasma bank at institute of liver and biliary sciences west bengal became the next state to join the league the plasma bank is at kolkata medical college and hospital In West Bengal, authorities have decided to impose a total shutdown in English Bazaar and Old Malda towns for a week from Wednesday amid a surge in COVID-19 cases. Only essential items will be available. The coronavirus is spreading at a fast pace in Assam, which is the latest entrant to the list of 10 states with the most number of active cases. The state has seen a 53% surge in the number of COVID-19 patients under treatment over the last one week the Kamrup Metropolitan District is leading the rise, with a doubling in the total number of cases in just two days. Now, to contain the spread, the state has decided to impose total lockdown in areas under Jorhat Municipal Board from July 9th to July 15. New cases have been reported from Odisha, Rajasthan and Arunachal Pradesh. Meanwhile, Goa, Punjab and Jharkhand are also emerging as new COVID-19 hotspots. In Haryana, owing to the pandemic's serious effect on the state's economy, the government has issued an order of freezing dearness allowance and dearness relief for state government employees and pensioners at current rates till July 2021. In Maharashtra's Mumbai, so far since the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic, more than 15 lakh people have been quarantined after contact tracing. The Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation said that out of these, more than 5 lakh people were identified as high-risk contacts. Alerting fears of community transmission of the virus in the state, Karnataka Minister J.C. Madhuswamy said, and I quote, medical condition of eight infected with coronavirus admitted in Tumkur COVID hospital is critical. There is no guarantee of their lives as per information. We somewhere feel we are worried that coronavirus is spreading at the community level, unquote. Raising more concerns and fearing the situation getting out of hand, the minister said that the district authorities are finding it difficult to restrain the spread. There have been nine deaths in Tumkur district so far. Now for some international updates on the virus. Over 11 million people have been infected by the novel coronavirus worldwide and close to 531,000 have died. The United States and Brazil have reported the most number of cases and the highest death tolls. More than 200 scientists have called on the World Health Organization to acknowledge that coronavirus can spread in the air, a change that could radically alter the measures being taken to stop the pandemic. The scientists say that there is emerging evidence, including outbreaks in meat processing plants, that suggest that the virus is airborne. As the number of deaths in the United States crossed 130,000 and cases near 3 million, immigration authorities have announced that they will discontinue exceptions to visa requirements that are currently allowing international students studying in the American universities to attend all of their classes online. As a result of the change in policy, foreign students whose college campuses will not reopen for the fall semester will be required to return to their home countries as their visas will no longer be considered valid. Nearly 11 million Chinese high school students took the country's annual Gaokao University entrance exam after a month's delay due to the coronavirus outbreak. Usually, much of China shuts down during the exam, with drivers being banned from honking their horns and police on patrol to make sure students are not disturbed. Beijing has reported no new cases of COVID-19 for the first time since the outbreak at the wholesale food market. Exam centres set up body temperature checkpoints and required students to wear face masks. China's Sinovac Biotech is starting Phase 3 trials of its potential coronavirus vaccine in Brazil after securing fast-track approvals from the country's regulator. The study will involve 9,000 people working in specialized COVID-19 medical facilities. Phase 3 trials test a vaccine's efficacy. Poland's coal mines, where workers descend underground in cramped elevators and work shoulder-to-shoulder, have been badly hit by coronavirus. Nearly 6,500 minors have been infected. A New Zealand member of parliament has confessed that he leaked the private details of all the country's active COVID-19 cases to reporters. Hamish Walker, an opposition MP from the centre-right National Party, said in a statement that he was the source of a list of private information about the 18 active cases, which was provided to several news outlets this week. He said he did this to expose the government's shortcomings. The government had announced an independent inquiry into the leak. New Zealand citizens who want to return home may have to wait longer than anticipated after the government moved to limit arrivals from overseas to ease pressure on mandatory quarantine facilities. In the beleaguered Australian state of Victoria, which is observing a surge in coronavirus cases, Premier Daniel Andrews has reimposed stage 3 of stay-at-home restrictions on Australia's second-largest city, Melbourne, for six weeks. He said that there is simply no other alternative. Hundreds of policemen and soldiers have been sent to the border between the Australian states of New South Wales and Victoria ahead of its closure. Brazilian President Bolsonaro, a noted coronavirus sceptic, has said that he had gone to the hospital for a lung scan and will be taking a new test for COVID-19. Bolsonaro took the steps after developing symptoms of coronavirus, including a fever and abnormal blood oxygen levels. The President of Kenya has announced a phased reopening of the country with the resumption of international flights from August 1. The move comes as pressure mounts to kickstart the country's ailing economy after nearly four months of COVID-19 restrictions that devastated the country's key industries such as tourism. The Indonesian resort island of Bali is planning to reopen to tourism with domestic visitors returning by the end of this month and visitors from overseas on September 11. Now for some non-coronavirus news. An investigation by the local government into a gas leak that killed 12 people at a plant run by LG Polymers in May found that the company was negligent and warning systems were not working. Toxic styrene gas leaked from the chemical plant near the Indian city of Vizag in the early hours of May 7, choking many people who were sleeping, with hundreds taken to the hospital. Of these, 12 people had died. LG Polymers is owned by South Korea's LG Chemical Limited. The Supreme Court today directed the centre to implement its February verdict, granting permanent commission to women officers in the Indian Army within a month. The court had, on February 17, ordered the centre to grant permanent commission respecting a 2010 order of the Delhi High Court in this regard and had also ruled that women officers can get command and criteria appointments in the army on par with their male counterparts. It had said that permanent commission has to be provided to all women officers in the army regardless of their years of service and told the centre to implement this in three months. Now for some homegrown stuff on newslaundry.com. Do listen to the latest episode of Newslaundry Laundry Conversations where Abhinandan spoke to Kritika Pandey, the winner of the 2020 Commonwealth Short Story Prize who also happens to be a long-time News Laundry subscriber. Congratulations Kritika! Apart from her life and literary journey, Kritika also spoke to Abhinandan about gender discrimination, Desi families and validation. So do tune in. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. All our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newsroundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.